0: Hello, creepers! Hi, Kim. Hello, Christine. Welcome to this week's episode of Unexplained Oregon. Happy so glad new to be year. back here and happy New Year. Yay, yay! Two thousand twenty-one. We're ready for
1: you. I don't know if we're ready, but we're here. We don't <laughs> have a choice. It's it's here.
0: It's so here. Easy. Two thousand twenty-one. We're so uh, we're so i don't even know i'm i'm like happy about it and also like i don't even know what just happened in 2020 so
1: yeah it, it, definitely a year at, to go down in history uh but what what did happen was unexplained organ got produced and got put out there and that was one of our pipe dreams and we did it we were doing this together for fun if you like what you're listening to, friends, please go on to Apple and give us a friendly rate and review. Uh, you know, a five star review would be great. A small podcast like ours really does appreciate those positive feedbacks. And we do listen to everyone, and it is really important for a small one to get the positive reviews. It gets our name out there, and uh, we like reading them. So yeah. please take a second, if you haven't already, and give us a positive review on Apple.
0: Yeah. Um, this week's episode is largely based off of our listeners, our fellow creepers. Um, and it's, it's going to have a couple cold cases. And, and all these ideas are coming from people who have gotten a hold of us and contacted us through email um, at unexplainedoregon at gmail.com or on our Instagram at unexplainedor um, or on our Facebook page as well. So we read all of those. We freak out. We get inspired. We love it because I think Kim and I were just talking like this is, um, you know, we love talking about this stuff, but knowing that we're like connecting with everybody out there too. And we want you guys to know that you're being heard we see you. We love it. We're creeped out and we're we going to talk it. about it. We love it. Yeah.
1: You're inspiring this week's talk again. So that's For sure. very exciting.
0: Yeah, um, one of the things we wanted to just quickly touch base on base we wanted to quickly touch on is mm-hmm. uh, our watch out Wednesdays which again are inspired by um, Kendra our listener let us know of some um, some women that have gone missing in Southern Oregon. And so every week we're going to showcase one of these missing women that all are sort of tied to, um, you know, this kind of, I guess, loose theory that they're around the same age within about, you know, 35 to 45 year range. Um, Not a lot of ties to Southern Oregon um, and have like mysteriously disappeared down here. Yeah, um, they were we traveling already, alone, correct?
1: Yeah, traveling like a alone. Lot of them were
0: traveling alone. So we've talked about fauna Fry. We've uh, last week we showcased Sherry Wellwood, um, who disappeared in uh, Josephine County. She was on our Watch Out Wednesday, um, and we're gonna keep going with this. We're also gonna sprinkle always some some men in there too, because men go missing.
1: Yes, they um,
0: do. And and it's creepy too, right? Like men go hunting, men, you know, are are dealing with with those things happening as well. So we're gonna make sure we showcase, um, you know, different types of definitely. <laughs> I think though when
1: we read Kinder's email, it was <laughs> first of all I appreciated the time and effort she put in to actually typing all that out and uh, listed the names and and just you know having not really a theory to go on but maybe something is going on i think our watch out wednesday is definitely going to bring energy to these people that maybe it hasn't been there so yeah i'm excited about it
0: yeah i mean this is it's it's creepy stuff i mean for instance sherry we'll just touch on her really quick she um if you didn't have a chance to go to our Instagram and, and look at this last week, cause you were, you know, it's busy. We all get busy, but if you have time now to go check it out again, you know, she lives in the Portland area. This was about a year ago in December. She came down here nobody knew why she was coming down and she had no ties to the area and she literally disappeared and her car was found like in, on BLM property. Mm. Um, and we don't know anything. Uh, you and I were talking about um, how people have made uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. Just like with Fauna, they go out and like retrace the steps, and there's videos out there that people are trying to figure out what happened. Same thing with Sherry. There was a video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but mm, it's interesting. You know, people out there are trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, and what happened to these women, so I think it's good
1: stuff. we also, they put some more information on Fauna's Facebook page, did you yeah. say, about uh, specifics about the vehicle. And I think what's interesting is they encouraged people to go out there and continue to search for Fauna because there are a
0: lot of areas still unsearched, so... Yeah, on Fauna's site, they uh, actually have a photo of, like, a map overlooking, like, where her car was found to give people an idea of where to search. Of course, they want everyone to be careful, so do we, Mm -hmm. uh, but there, you know, there's probably a lot of area that she could still be in or at. There are, like I said, or like Kim said, there are places that, that are private property Apparently there are mines out there, and there are also cabins out there that haven't been searched. And we're not, we're not encouraging anyone to do that. No. But we were kind of playing around with it um, ourselves, I think like it's do Dave and I go and out and, and do a little searchy poo, um, and and <laughs> maybe broadcast something from that area and see see what it looks like even, or describe what what that area is and why she might have been up there yeah so. I
1: think uh, definitely you've done that before you actually went to the site where Sammy Bulky went missing from that was very interesting to me um, just having you guys there and visually seeing the parking lot and the hill that Sammy ran up and vanished from was yeah. crazy and then you've actually had an opportunity to go to our bike path murder Mhm. Uh, crime scene or the place that that crime took place and that was interesting as well because we really got a picture of you know we kind of came up with different theories after you went and actually saw how open that area was with the uh, parking lot right there and uh, something we weren't picturing before when we talked about it so yeah it definitely helps to get get some hiking boots (laughs) on and get out there we need it
0: <laughs> i had a dream that that i was hiking i've been kind of on this kick lately of like wanting to get out there we have a goal kim i don't know if i've told you this but dave and i have a goal of uh climbing mount mclaughlin next summer twenty twenty one. so uh if you you know if you could see me now i have a lot of aches and pains and I'm very, like, not as in shape or agile as I wish. So this is a, like, perfect goal for us. We have Roxanne nearby, Roxanne Peak. A lot of people go and climb that and hike that. Um, So there's so many, I mean, so many great places to go in this state. I can see why maybe maybe some people are coming down to do a little bit of hiking. Maybe Sherry was. Maybe you know it sounds like maybe Fauna was out there, with the idea of getting that that time maybe to herself. Who knows? She was she's used to spending time in the wilderness. I think if we grow up in Oregon, a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Anyway, Unless you're yeah. scared of the dark, like I Unless, am. Like, Yeah, I, I'm not going out there in the nighttime. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm going up Mount McLaughlin, like, yeah, when it's with Dave. safe. And with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sure. pull out my hiking boots. <laughs> um, well, that being said, uh, I think this is where we talked about reading um one of our Creeper's emails that yes. we got. So we a have Creeper. a couple
1: different emails here. We're going to... yeah read and talk about. Uh, like we said before, this is a creeper inspired uh, episode this week. So let's listen to our
0: first email. Okay. Hello, Kim and Christine. First I have to tell you that me and my best friend grew up in Oregon, the band in Coos Bay area, and we spend our free time talking to one another about spooky things we have found. Or unexplained encounters that we've had. So finding your podcast has helped me through quarantine because I live in Eugene now and we cannot see each other. Hmm. Kind of sounds like us a little bit. Like they
1: mm-hmm. need to get on
0: some on Zoom. Um, <clears throat> I have two items I wanted to bring to your uh, bring to you because I do not hear them covered in other podcasts or at all. So this is awesome. And the first. Um, first case that she's bringing us is is one that we're going to talk about today it's the leah freeman case uh a a gal who went missing from coquille oregon in 2000 um and then we also have the girly crumb murders which yes um christina says that she's actually uh related to some of the victims in this case and we decided Kim that we're going to cover this at a later time right
1: yeah we were still going to look into it that's really sad because some of the victims in that case were young children Mm -hmm. so I think when Christina emailed that into us we were wrapping up the end of our uh, you know holidays
0: and
1: (laughs) still recovering from highway 20 to be honest with you we're (laughs)
0: trying to be mindful of everything that we're taking in but also what are we putting out and how is it impacting our
1: world our energy yeah yeah it's so it's something that maybe we didn't think about uh when we started this was you know researching these in-depth crime cases and you know we try to sprinkle it in with some fun ghosts and sasquatch and ufo but you know the majority yeah the majority of our interests have been missing people just because I think it's so fascinating when someone comes up missing and there's just no trace of them and, um, or like a true crime like the Cowdens, the family comes up murdered. It's disturbing. It's scary. So, yes, we definitely want to look into this girly Crumb case. We just haven't yet because uh, it, it, it sounds like one that's going to need a lot of our attention. So you and I need to get our mindset there, but thank you, Christina. I did research a little bit about Leah Freeman though. And this is actually a case out there that's uh, it's been pretty well publicized. It's been on 2020. Uh, I haven't heard any podcasts about it. So I'm excited we're covering it. Really sad case. It kind of reminded me of our Kelly Disney case. Um, a 15-year-old girl, she was a sophomore in high school, vanished from Coquille, Oregon, like you said. Uh, she was believed to be snatched by someone while walking home from a friend's house on June 28, 2000. So what happened is is she was with her boyfriend earlier in the day. Uh, and at the time, Leah had lived with her grandparents and her mother and sister, and she had said goodbye to her mom and went with her boyfriend. And he ended up dropping her off at a friend's house. And her and her friend ended up getting in an argument. And uh, Leah ends up leaving the house. And she's last seen walking, you know. And mm-hmm. that's the last time anyone has seen her. And her body was found more than a month later on the outskirts of Fairview, a neighboring town, on August 8th. Uh, and so, really, the crime went unsolved for a good 10 years, and then her boyfriend at the time was sentenced for the crime. I found this interesting. They really didn't have a lot to go on uh, when, they, when they convicted him. One of the things was, it was said, and I don't know how they know this, but um, it was said that she was she was wearing a man's tank top when she went missing. And apparently when the police went to go question the boyfriend the next morning when she had been reported missing, he had seen a white tank top and a bunch of beer cans strewed around and then ended up coming back to the house and all that was cleaned up.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was
1: suspicious. Uh, they also, um, They also found that his truck had been gutted like the day after she went missing Mm -hmm. but again there was some story that that had happened like a couple weeks prior there was something wrong with the trunk or something and then the only other really thing they went off of was there was a big bonfire at this boyfriend's home the day after she went missing so they were thinking he was covering up some crime Literally, this guy got, you know, sentenced with this crime and put away, served time. I think he served about six to seven years. And then his conviction was overturned because they found... So they found her shoe uh, where she was last seen walking. And then they found the matching shoe close to where her body was. And there was Mm -hmm. blood on that shoe that wasn't hers. So... Through DNA evidence, they were able to overturn this guy's conviction, and he was let go.
0: Can you imagine?
1: I just couldn't even imagine. But um, there is some information out there where, you know, he definitely is uh, committed to finding out who did this, obviously. He served time for it. And just a really sad case it did it reminded me of kelly disney just because she was in an argument if you recall with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and walked off and that was the last time and so what i saw out there there was an interview with that friend uh, and she felt pretty crummy about you know the last conversation she had with her friend was an argument so very sad case thank you for bringing it to our attention christina um
0: it's yeah, just I'm sad. just kind of want to, you know, follow up with I'm, I'm on Reddit right at this moment. Just kind of, um, you know, there's some some Reddit um, writers on here talking about how they're from like the Coquille area. Yeah. Um, and that basically the cops bungled it from the start uh, and they focused on the boyfriend because he was the low-hanging fruit. I mean, they always are going to go straight to the partner, boyfriend, husband, because a lot of times, a lot most of the time, it is someone that the person knows. So yeah. I can, you know, um, they had no physical evidence, no electronic evidence, no witnesses linking him to the crime, yet the sheriff and the prosecutors are blindingly convinced that they had their man. Um uh, <laughs> And there is talk about just kind of the, you know, this, this uh, Reddit uh, member is talking about the district attorney and, you know, mm. not using the best words. So this is a small town, right? Yeah. And it sounds like there were some um, hopes of re-election and that maybe this was a tactic to get the crime solved as fast as possible. Mm. Um, and no one wants to believe that it's somebody that's a stranger or someone coming through town right because that that would make people feel very unsafe so they're gonna go after I guess somebody that maybe is more obvious but um Hmm. you know they have the blood right they have potential DNA so what they do with it maybe is going to be interesting how long ago did he get released so I
1: believe he was released in 2016 but don't quote me on that um what I did read, though, is they're not releasing exactly how Leah was murdered just because they have some information there. So they're holding back a little bit of information there, hoping, uh, you know, that something will come up. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. How sad. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it is sad. It's sad for him. It's sad for her um and also like this is interesting what happens in small town towns with cops and like Mm -hmm. you and i have talked about just the you know the feeling of of oregon and how there are drifters that do come through a lot of these towns um coquille is more closer to the coast though is it okay it's like on the way over um, we used to drive through it pretty regularly. Pretty well, I mean, town. Highway 20
1: popped in my head. Yeah. So, although that was, this was in 2000 that we're talking, but still, like, I think Highway 20 is always
0: going to pop into my head. So still, it says, like, why did nobody look it? at the guy who picked up the shoe and they never mm. explained or investigated the paint chip. paint chip? Paint chip. There was a paint chip. Hmm um what we know is that there you know there's a 2020 episode there are different you know if you want to find out more about this case if anyone knows anything else and you grew up in the area or you heard of this case or you knew her even or him yeah yeah sad let us know
1: thank you christina for letting us know and definitely we are looking into girly crumb we did we do want to cover that Uh, it's just going to take a little bit more of our time.
0: Yeah. Our next, thanks Kim for, for sharing that. And our next, um, email that we want to talk about is from, uh, a listener. Um, his name is Christopher and he, um, he's an avid hunter and fisherman and he sent me or us a link to, um, a forum for like hunters and fishermen. And so this stuff is not easily found on the internet. It's kind of like you wouldn't be reading this information if you weren't part of like the forum interesting um, so yeah, do we so have
1: he, his email or are we going to read his yeah he email? says my
0: name is chris and i listen to your podcast a lot i'm an avid hunter and fisherman and belong to the oregon hunting and fishing forum these will be the craziest stories you'll ever hear from oregon outdoorsmen. there is no collection in a book or anywhere else on the web about what you'll read here there's a lot of them and it will take you a time take you time to go through it um, but having these stories will make you want to binge for binge more of them. Uh, also, he said, have a map ready. A lot of these places are desolate areas of Oregon. He said Eastern Oregon um, hmm. and enjoy. And I agree. I Kim was telling I was telling you, Kim, that I've read through all of these probably twice now. And <laughs> You're like I've, sucked in. man. I'm totally sucked in. I um, pulled up a map because I'm like where the hell is this place and I am still again kind of getting my bearings to some of these small towns in Oregon that we never went to as kids or um, there's so many small little areas so many desolate areas all over the state uh, small tiny towns so it's fun to like kind of get my bearings and look at the map and be, oh, okay, I know where this is now. This is by Portland, or this is outside of Silver Falls, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just kind of sum up what I've read so far. Does that sound like a good idea And what's kind of stood awesome. out to me? Yeah, okay. I just
1: want to say thank you, first of all, to Christopher. You said his name was Christopher. Yeah, uh, he goes by Chris. Chris, thank you so much for... You know, you, you mentioned that you listen to us all the time. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I, I it just, when Christine read that, I gave me chills that there's mm-hmm. someone out there actually in the wilderness with firsthand experience, you know, and uh, so, Chris, tell all your fishermen friends to listen to us as well, the ones that will appreciate us. Chris
0: we also want to say good job because you're out there in the woods and we would be freaked out to be out there so
1: especially after finding some of the crap
0: you're gonna tell us about (laughs) (laughs) um so I yeah thanks Chris and I want to just say that uh I think reading these forums really brought out again the fact that there are really like isolated places that not a lot of people go to and maybe that's the part of this kind of like what we talked about with you know the cattle mutilations that often people are drawn to that isolation and just having like quiet and um, I think hunters are used to that and fishermen kind of like that the solace of that Uh, and so it made me realize that there are a lot of nooks and crannies out there in our state that it's possible that not a lot of people come up on these areas very often because what I read was, um, you know, people have found airplane wings or ultralight craft, you know, airplanes that have gone down and and were never found. Uh, it was everything from boats to... Finding um, like, dead people, right? That Mm. went out there to either um, die by suicide or possibly, you know, hunters go out there and they end up having a heart attack and they're out there and no one can help them and they can't get to help. There were a lot of, like, deceased dead body stories. Creepy. Uh, Lots of, like, finding things, like items, like... Shotguns or a knife, a Gerber knife, which I really don't. I'm not good with like brands of knives. Okay. Uh, uh, Must be guns. a hunting, uh, yeah. Hunting it's a knife name of a, a knife, I believe. Uh, if you're a hunter, I'm sure you would know what all these things are. But so it's it might be odd
1: finding a Gerber knife
0: because it. It, you it know, might be a good quality knife. Yeah. But finding, like, obviously finding, like, any type of a weapon. I mean, people were finding, like, just bizarre. If you think about the history of what may have gone on in the state of Oregon in terms of logging or mining or uh, anything like that where people were setting up camp or Mm -hmm. building cabins or you know, staying in places for long periods of time and trying to live there so that they could mine. So they would find old mining artifacts, arrowheads. Okay, often uh, hunters are coming up on like uh, marijuana crops or Mm. meth labs or so, you know, things that at one point in terms of marijuana were illegal to grow I mean mm-hmm. now it's legal but I'm sure people are still growing it out there too but anyway so it's kind of creepy right can you imagine being out there and not and thinking you're alone right and then you come upon like a meth lab or the remnants of it so it was like a uh abandoned meth lab and, and they leave a lot of shit behind apparently no. and it's kinda gross if you can imagine it. So, you know, I think in if I think of the woods, I always picture like these beautiful trees and the mm-hmm. surreal but, you know, shit goes on in the woods. And I guess so, I
1: guess there's a lot of shit going on in the yeah, woods
0: in Oregon that we didn't realize. One writer mentioned um shoes, like finding pairs of shoes. Yeah, huh. yeah uh also a lot of people <laughs> a oh, lot right. of people go into the woods to have sex apparently what? and <laughs> That's to have sexuals we go. call that we call them <laughs> sexuals in our house um and so it I know <laughs> so it's funny to like think that a lot of these hunters or fishermen were writing about how they would like come upon people doing things what? um I know what? Because, you know, I don't know. I guess you feel like you're isolated and you can. Maybe you don't have a place to go. It's fun. It's exciting. I have no idea. Lots of stories about that. But also, like, finding the items that are out there in terms of, like, the sexual paraphernalia. So there was a lot of funny stories about that. Like, what these guys are finding out there. Weird. um, People leave their underwear apparently. Their shoes, their
1: romantic uh, paraphernalia,
0: I, it sounds like. Yeah. They're... Like it's it's stunning because I'm like, well, first off, we're you know, we're not kids anymore, so going out in the woods like that is it's I can see why people are doing it. And people are going out there and partying. Come on, let's be honest. Sure. But I'm like, take your items with you. Like you forgot your undies. <laughs> yeah.
1: What? And your you shoes? forgot your bra. Her shoes. These are the things i yell at my kids about pick up after pick yourself pick up your shoes no exactly. so
0: i thought that was kind of fun e to read and i was like what the heck but if you imagine like what could be out there right so what are humans doing out out there in the woods when they think they're isolated and yeah
1: yeah. That's crazy. Definitely would be very creepy to come upon a dead body out in the woods. Like that is oof, Not fun to think about.
0: No, I agree. Um so one I I picked one story to read this week oh, and from this forum. I I might read more of them, you know, maybe sprinkle it into each episode because or if if we're reading Or if our episodes have anything to do with, like, you know, being out in the woods or whatever, I might sprinkle these stories in. Because they are good. And uh, these are actually back from 2007, this forum is. Um, So this story is from a writer. He said, "Uh, I'd like to tell you something weird that happened. Last year, me and a few buddies were up near Mount St. Helens. So Mount St. Helens is actually in Washington State, but you know, I figure Pacific Northwest right. were good. So uh, they were there for a snowmobile ride. It had recently snowed three feet, so we decided to go up for an evening ride. Well, when we got there, it was apparent that no one else had been up there riding, snowshoeing, or cross-country skiing since there were no tracks in the snow. The area where we were riding into was next to Clearwater Canyon on the 25 Road, so people pull out your map. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, We took off that evening, heading out all the side roads, having fun and cruising around. After a few hours of riding, we went back to the truck for some food, and with a bright, starlit, full moon night, we decided to go out for one last ride, and it was pushing around 8.30 at night. While the four of us proceeded back to the 25 along Clearwater Canyon, when we noticed lights down in the canyon, occasionally flickering on and off. After stopping for a few minutes and looking down into the canyon, we could not identify what it was. The weird thing was, there was no way to get into the Clearwater Canyon unless you walk for about three miles, and no public roads that pass through it. After watching the lights, it looked like there was machinery or something working down there, but no one, none of the lights really made sense. It sort of freaked us out a bit, so we decided to get out of there. I was on the lead bike, so as we all started our snowmobiles up to head back towards the truck, we didn't realize that Chad had gotten stuck and was left behind. Ah, Poor Chad. (laughs) Chad? Oh, my God. That would be me. Uh, I'd be like, hello, I don't know even how to ride this thing, guys. I wouldn't be. I'd be (laughs) on the back of
1: someone's snowbill.
0: Let's be honest. Um. so when we got back to the truck he was freaked or when he got back I'm talking freaked out like shaking and really weirded out Chad has been my best friend since we were seven years old and he's never in our friendship acted as if we he's scared ever of anything well Chad went on Freaking out, saying we needed to hurry up and load up and get out of there. Screaming, there's something up there with a super bright light, and it was coming for me on foot. Well, I guess when Chad has had his snowmobile stuck, this thing, and then in parentheses, he wrote, a human with question marks came up out of the canyon towards him, and by the time he finally got on his snow machine and it was unstuck, This thing was about 20 yards away or so, pointing the light right onto Chad's face. Oh, my gosh. To this day, we've still never figured out what or who was down that far off on any roads in the canyon with three to to five feet of snow around. And we still can't figure out why someone would be walking out of the canyon, which was two to three miles from the bottom to where we were at at nine thirty or 10 o'clock at night um the only thing we can think of is they might have been doing some military training in the canyon mm. and then this guy asks if anyone has any clues and there was no like response i didn't see a response to that at all so that
1: is creepy how scary for if anybody, chad. yeah for chad for if anybody uh has heard about this we want to know definitely Crazy. Yeah, have you been out
0: in in the snow? Have you had anything creepy happen to you like that? I mean, you know, these are dudes out there and like used to the terrain, used to you know, riding their snowmobiles and I always think it's interesting to have somebody actually come forward, right? And mm-hmm. and be vulnerable and like share a creepy story like that and say this is what happened and we don't know who it was we don't know who was out there and why anybody would be down there and the effort to walk like a couple miles in the snow by the way if yeah. you don't have snowshoes on if you even if you do two to three miles uphill potentially from a canyon like I don't know it's hmm. it's a little bit of work um and so that's that's interesting and for Chad to not really know or ever be able to tell who it really was and who was out there is really interesting
1: yeah I want to tend and think it wasn't human but the light shining in their face that's crazy Mm -hmm. and it's but it sounds like it was approaching him pretty quickly so like you said how is that even possible to go up mountain in three foot of snow
0: and why would anybody have a reason for doing that?
1: Other than they are going to chop your head off and do a satanic worship. In
0: of course. Of that's what I was thinking, woods. too. Yeah. Um, so the moral of the story, from my perspective and probably yours, is don't go out there past Don't go out PM. there alone, no. for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, but the way he described it with, like, the view of the full moon and the stars and it being, like, you know, I'm sure it's beautiful out there because everything is like lit up off the snow too. I can see why yeah. people would be snowmobiling out there, especially on a full moon because you can see more. That would be but cool. Creepy.
1: Very creepy. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you, Chris, for Chris, the fisherman, for suggesting that we check out those.
0: Forums. christine is sucked into that and
1: i was gonna... reading it
0: at midnight i was like people pick up your items do not leave them out in the woods Ew, that's okay? Nobody wants to find sanitary. your underwear
1: like you don't want to <laughs> do that out there <laughs> with paraphernalia
0: people no bring your paraphernalia home with you I mean, and then I... clean it like you Ew. need the cleaner
1: because it's been <laughs> exposed to dirt Like, so many, so many rabbit holes we could go down
0: with. So many rabbit holes and so, like, interesting. The the things I hadn't thought about that I was so excited to share with you. I remember when I started reading the forum last week and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell you about some of these things. But I'm not going to tell you until we start recording because I don't want you to know what these hunters are finding. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like
0: creepy stuff like... I'm trying to picture it as I'm reading it. Well, not all of it. I don't wanna picture (laughs) some of this stuff, but like an old like bathtub up in a tree or something. Like people would find ways to grow pot. Like that is so interesting interesting to me. Like the different things in trees, the different I mean any it's almost like anything you can imagine is gonna be out there based on what people are doing at the time so for like the miners or people growing pot or or creating meth you know and it's like the woods just is the perfect playground for a variety of things apparently it really is and we have a
1: lot of it a lot of that space in Oregon yeah which is crazy to think about there's a lot of land yeah so I
0: can't wait to share more of these with you if you want to hear more Kim we'll I do, do I another do episode yeah for sure
1: so we're going to just also talk about a couple of our uh, DMs we've received I think uh, you know we're always you're always doing great jobs of posting on our Instagram and we have some caller or uh, some listeners that have posted some really nice comments on our Instagram page
0: right yeah, it's so nice.
1: And I think we <laughs> specifically have one on there that we were excited about. Right. Her I know. Why we
0: have a we have a listener from Astoria, Lori, and she owns uh, like a bed and breakfast there, and it's the Forstrom House. It's like a historical bed and breakfast that overlooks the Columbia, and it's up on like a cliff area of Astoria and currently the bed and breakfast I believe is not open because they're remodeling it she said that while they are doing the work they're listening to our podcast and I just want her to know that I can't wait for for the bed and breakfast to open again because I would love to go there Kim oh my I think gosh. we need to go there yes um and her pictures look beautiful uh just kind of like the pictures of the things that she's doing and uh, i'm picturing her listening as she's like putting her heart and soul probably into like this remodel of this historic place in oregon so we just want to do like a shout out to her also because it's super cool to know that we have these special people listening that are taking their time to like reach out to us
1: yeah for sure that's definitely it i've gotten a couple of DMs from friends. I had one the other day from my friend Sharon that I've known for years, and uh, she said, It sounds like we're having fun doing this, and I just love that because we are having fun. So I just love those comments, uh, those reviews that state, you know. They feel our empathy for the victims. That's why we're doing this, people. Mm -hmm. They feel like we're having fun. That's why we're doing this. So it just really makes us feel so good when someone else takes the time to positively say that they're, you know, they're jiving with us. I also have a family that lives in New Zealand. My cousin Tom lives in New Zealand, and he's a listener. So I think that's very exciting all the way over there.
0: Yeah, it's so cool to see where listeners are throughout the world. It's amazing.
1: Amazing. And so I also have a friend that recently moved down to New Mexico that took the time to DM me and just say uh, that she's listening and getting creeped out by our stories. And I've, you know, messaged her back and said, make sure to email us when you see something creepy out there in the sky because... I've heard there's some creepy stuff in the New Mexico sky. So, yeah. uh, again, I just want to say thank you. I think this week we we wanted to pay tribute to our creepers, to the people out there that are jiving with us and appreciate what we're putting out there. Uh, we're just two best friends that like to get together and, you know, talk about this stuff. We have forever. And uh, in a really crazy year, it was something that was really good for us to do and hopefully we'll continue to do it and uh, definitely keep putting this
0: out there yeah and we want to end this episode uh, with kind of tying it all together next week we are we're going to have a a friend of the show come on and um, she's a long time you know listener from the very beginning episode she's a good friend of mine Uh, who we've been friends since the fourth grade. Wow. She grew up here in Oregon for a little while. She lived here. She currently listens to us from Chicago, but she has ties still to Oregon. And so we thought it'd be fun to to bring her on and, and talk a little bit about the the stuff that her and i have maybe done together the creepy things we've done together
1: you've um, done quite a bit of creepy i mean you've been like in louisiana right experiencing
0: yeah. stuff there you've been in oregon
1: i think we yeah. have some cases some interesting uh oregon winery cases right that yeah we're we looking visited. we're going to be
0: doing some strange stories from wine country Uh, I don't, we've never mentioned this before, I don't think, but we've got some serious, uh, like vineyards in this state. That's like one thing that has really, uh, developed in the state of Oregon is our vineyards. And, uh, I mean, you know, I know down in Southern Oregon, we used to have pear orchards. That was big when we were growing up, Mm -hmm. Kim. And, and then over time it's, it's changed to vineyards and obviously cannabis and hemp. Yeah, uh, but there are a lot of like really good um, wineries in the state of Oregon. Throughout Oregon, Southern Oregon, up through the coastline, you could really do like a wine tour of the state of Oregon and up into like the Portland area and McMinnville, and there's some really cool wineries and history. So we thought because my friend is in the wine industry and really into wines Mm. and her and i saw each other the last time we stayed up near some of the wineries so we thought what if we did a little talk about some creepy stuff around wineries in the state of oregon
1: nice
0: i can't wait yeah i can't wait
1: i'm so glad that uh we've had a listener from the beginning that wants to come on and talk to us yeah (laughs) it's exciting so exciting for us. So definitely stay tuned for that uh, episode. I'm excited to talk with her and uh, pick your guys' brain your lifelong friendship of creepiness.
0: (laughs) Well Kim it was really good to get get together with you today and to update and kind of like um, one of the fun things that I like about this is you know, we have a, a really like outlined idea of, of what we're gonna do. We kind of track our different stories and what's inspiring us and what's on our radar. And then we um we kind of map it out and talk it through and come up with our episodes. And I love that it's organic for mm-hmm. the most part. We go, you know, we're flexible. We may get m- new info, and we add it through the week. And so we just, this is just so much fun. It is it fun. It really is. It's definitely not scripted. It's off
1: the seat of our pants half the time, and that's what makes it fun. Uh, if this was a scripted podcast that we were getting paid to do, then, you know, we'd have to watch our language and our ums and our all that. But that's that's what makes this so great, is that we don't have to do that, so It also makes it great uh, that if you don't like what you're listening, you can just stop and not listen to the episode but and you...
0: also if if you don't think we get to the story quick enough just go forward on your there's like a way to do that people so it's, there's a
1: little circle there with a 30 yeah. and that means skipping
0: 30 seconds it's really <laughs> weird and then if you miss something you could actually go back too. it's this yeah. weird thing and... I do it during commercials which I just want to
1: say I uh, another wonderful great positive thing about an Explained, Oregon is that it's coming to you commercial free Um,
0: we are really working hard at not having commercials because I find those super annoying and so you know yeah we can use our forward and backwards or whatever all the time when we're listening to podcasts so we can go through commercials but when you're in the middle of listening to a story and then it breaks into a really annoying commercial so we're really trying to keep this as like grassroots, grounded, organic as possible. Stick to our mission of being like best friends who hang out talking. We're going to say um we're going to say bad words. We're going to mess up on the names of towns and places and and we we just want you guys to hang in there with us and yes. and you know, give us that feedback. Let us know how we're doing and we we can take it. But also like if you don't like what we're doing, you could do- turn it off or go forward or whatever too right that's the beauty of this right for sure we talked about for sure I think when we
1: first opened up we were like give us all your feedback tell us (laughs) we want to hear it all and now we're just kind of like if you like what you're hearing if you're
0: our friend please give us some feedback because that's what this is about like there's too much negativity in the world and there's a lot of like people pulling other people down and if you go on to any other podcast which I have and I know you have Kim and read the reviews people are freaking rude and They're I know we've so talked mean. about this before
1: <laughs> yeah and, and that's actually I wanted to say if if the worst comments we have are about Kim's potty mouth and Christine saying um and that we chit chat too much then we're sitting pretty good because those yeah. are all you know in the realm of what's out there of the people that go out there and leave cruel. negative
0: yeah. comments, it's pretty pretty cruel. So we've also d- talked about how we, you and I, have changed our view of giving feedback to others or rating others. And now that we've done this, we understand the power of that, right? And how it can really impact other people. And so it's really uh, important that you don't just go on um, and rate someone just willy-nilly. Like if you really don't like it, be realistic with your rating. Like giving someone a one because they say um is not is not like it's not appropriate. Nice, it's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. I can take okay. it, but. Um, think about that there are people on the other end, and what does it say about you, and what's going on with sure. you. Sure. And also, starting a podcast—you, anyone can do this. So if you're unhappy with the way the things that you're listening to, start one. We hope this inspires you to to do one and to represent information and even maybe the state of oregon exactly if you
1: are a true oregonian and you you don't like what you're hearing about the cases we're covering oregon then you are certainly more than welcome to get your best friend on zoom and record your conversation and put it out there so i encourage you to do it it's fun and if it's something that you want to start please do but just uh definitely maybe Put, put a nice review out there
0: so when you do do it, you'll get good comment. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, I think what I want to say is I think you and I are about and what we've become aware of in this is that we're here to support each other. I think we need more of that. Like, For I sure. think a one-star review... Should equal a very good reason, like and 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 so I think there's some evidence behind that that's lacking the one like it doesn't line up with why we would get a one star review. So I'm just throwing that out there. We don't care. We're not in this to ultimately like make this our living or any. We're just about the stories. We're about being together. We're about joining with you guys. And that being said, like I want to make sure people know that we want to support other people too and we want to keep this positive and funny and light-hearted and and i don't want to lose that sure. and that's what we're trying not you know we're for trying sure. to keep the mission here so for sure anyway. girl i, I
1: hear you and i know everyone else does too that listened today so we will be back with more wonderful stories for 2021 Everybody, I hope you had a happy and safe new year.
0: Yeah, and, um, and always be mindful and take care of yourselves too, okay? Yeah, only have a
1: little while to go to wear the mask, although I was telling <laughs> you the other day, I'm going to wear the mask forever. Might be forever. forever. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, it doesn't matter. People are used to the mask now, so exactly. yeah, it's, it's going to be on my face forever. All right, peeps. Uh, Christine, I love you. And I love you too. We'll sign off. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.